Christ has actually transported us to a place that is, that is superior to what Adam knew before the fall. Not only saved, but secure forever and ever and ever. No possibility of a fall. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast. Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Well, welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpot, and as always, I'm joined by Pastor Richard Caldwell of Founders Baptist Church. Now, this podcast seeks to answer questions about faith, doctrine, practice, Bible verses, and even cultural issues. And we'd love for you to join the conversation. So if you're watching from YouTube, just leave us a comment below the video and we'll get to that. Or you can submit a question at our website, and the address is straighttruth.net. Now at our website, you can find links to all of our social media channels, as well as previous episodes. With that, let's get to the question for this episode. All right, Pastor, our next question has to do with Adam, uh, thinking of Adam both before and after he sinned, and what state uh, he was in. Uh, the, the general question was, did, did Adam have free will, mm. you know, say prior to sin? And maybe is that different from afterwards? But here, here's how the question goes. Considering the spiritual death that occurred when Adam sinned, mm -hmm. he, he died spiritually. Right. And uh, what was lost, and, and what was lost in that fall, so he's made perfectly in God's image, but then all of that is, is, uh, is lost. He's going to experience both physical and spiritual death. Um, would Adam have had free will prior to that sin. Yeah, of course, you know, we'll always stumble a bit over what do you mean by free will, but we, we can say this, that before the fall, Adam had the ability to obey God, and he had the ability, obviously, to disobey God. He could have chosen to obey, he could choose not to obey, and he, made the, he had the capacity and he made the choice not to obey. Immediately after the fall, he lost the freedom to obey God in, in the fullest sense of what that means. Some sort of external obedience, of course, but in terms of what man is meant to be in terms of obedience to God, in spiritual death that is lost. And until the Lord had mercy upon Adam and forgave his sins and, and gave him a, a new nature, that would have been lost, the ability to obey God from the heart, gone. What also was lost was the ability not to sin. Now, now he would be a sinner. He would violate the laws of God, the commands of God, the desires of God, what pleases God. So, so that's what was lost. And that, I think that answers the question. Maybe there's something more you'd want to bring up along those lines. Where my mind goes, however, is what is the state now of a believer, a Christian, compared to Adam's original state you know, what has what salvation done for us after the fall? What did Jesus Christ come to do for us that answers what happened with Adam? And the answer uh, to that question is, Christ brought the forgiveness of all of our sins. His death, burial, and resurrection explains why it is that God is able to graciously uh, not only forgive our sins, but make us new creations change our very natures, grant us a new heart, in the language of Scripture, a heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone. What is our condition now? Well, now we have the freedom to obey God. We can walk in His commandments. We can walk in the truth. We can walk in the light. Until we are glorified one day, we're still dealing with 
the flesh. There's still unredeemed humanness that is indwelling sin. So we have the ability to sin and we have the, the ability to obey. We prove our ability to sin, but as believers, thank God, we also have the ability to obey. Now we move beyond this age to the final state where one day we have a resurrected body that matches the new us. What will our condition be in the eternity to come? The answer will be not only is it true to say we will have the, the ability to obey God, to delight in God, to walk in the light, but no longer will we be able to sin. Mm -hmm. Now a new nature, physical nature that matches the new spiritual nature and, and we will no longer be able to sin. In that way, it's superior to what Adam knew in the garden. Adam could obey or he could sin. Mm -hmm. He fell until redemption. There's not an ability to obey and there's only the ability to sin. After redemption, the ability to obey, the ability to sin, glorification, the ability to obey, but no longer the ability to sin. Mm -hmm. No more sin in the eternal state, praise the Lord. And in that way, we are at, Christ has actually transported us to a place that is, that is superior to what Adam knew before the fall. Mm. Not only saved, but secure forever and ever and ever. No possibility of a fall. Mm -hmm. and, and in that way, we're in a better place. Okay, so um, there is a free moral agency that Adam possesses prior to his sin, right. which is that he is able not to sin. Right. right. This is Augustine's terms, at least. Yep. That's what you're yep. saying. Able not to sin. After the fall, however, he's not able not to sin. And that's everyone, we're talking about total depravity, original sin. Everyone after Adam is now not able not to sin. That's right. We're all, we're all sinners. We're all sinners. Right. And, but then because of By nature of Christ, and by choice. Yes, by right. nature and by choice. Yes. So Romans 5 and, and, uh, and what Paul says later in the New Testament. And so now, though, in Christ, you're saying that we are back to able not to sin because of the spirit dwelling within us. That's right. right? Yeah. We and can obey, we can disobey, but we're able not to disobey, to obey due to the spirit, due to the new nature, due to the fact we're new creations. We now can walk in life. Excellent. Yeah. And then the big change you're saying is, is in the eternal state. We are now different from Adam. The, the ultimate hallelujah is in the eternal state. Yeah. When our condition will actually surpass that which mm -hmm. Adam knew in, in his original state because no longer will we be subject to a fall. Adam was still subject to a fall in the garden. We, in, etern in the eternity to come, will no longer be subject to a fall. Hmm. Christ will have secured us for forever. Mm -hmm. But not able to sin. Not, not able to sin. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, praise God for that. Yeah. This gets me thinking, uh, we, we know that Abraham is justified by faith, Genesis 15, 6. And um, uh, uh, Abraham believed in God and he counted it to, as righteousness. And Paul says, Abraham justified by faith. All, let's say, believers in the Old Testament are justified, are justified by grace through faith. Right? Yeah. When did Adam have faith? After the fall, let's say that. Yeah, I, you know, the Bible doesn't tell us explicitly, but I think there are some indicators that give us an answer to that. Adam and Eve... They sin, they, they hide themselves in the garden, they clothe themselves with the work of their own hands, mm. with leaves. God clothes them after that mm. with the skins of animals, which indicates a blood sacrifice. An animal was slain in order to, to clothe them. What a beautiful picture there is 
of the gospel. I mean, he's already given the gospel promise in the curses, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That that one is going to come who will crush the serpent's head. Mm-hmm. He'll be he'll be wounded, but he'll crush the serpent's head. There's the promise of the the first promise of the redeemer. But the Lord, before he sends them out of the garden, he closed them, takes away the work of their hands. This this is what man still tries to do: cover for his sins with the work of his own hands. How can I overcome my sin problem by my own work, mm-hmm. by, by my own production, by my own performance? God rejects that and he closed them himself mm-hmm. and it involved the death of an innocent. Mm-hmm. So that the gospel was illustrated right there. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he closed them, the fact that you see their son Abel knowing about blood sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he brings an offering to the mm-hmm. Lord from his flock. Sure. There's a blood sacrifice involved. Where did he learn that from? Mm-hmm. Who taught him that? I think all of this points to point. the presence of faith somewhere after the fall, yeah. uh, before they're expelled mm-hmm. from the garden. That's excellent. And I was even thinking as you're talking, he names his wife Eve after That's the exactly fall, right. the mother of all living. And it's like, he's saying there, I believe the promise that God gave us that the seed of the woman will crush the head of the seed. That's exactly right. She's the mother of all living. Yeah, all those are indicators of faith. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, we'd love for you to share this episode with friends and family. And the easiest way to do that is just by going to one of our social media channels and liking and subscribing to our videos there. Now, we'd love to spread the word about Straight Truth. And the easiest way to do that is by going to the Apple Podcast link and leaving us a five-star review. Now, Straight Truth is listener-supported. So if you'd like to find out ways to help us to continue to produce this podcast, again, go to our website, straighttruth.net. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.